Thank you so much for joining us today at our Savior's Church, where we are one church meeting in five different locations. And our goal is to help you on your spiritual journey to know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference in the lives around you. If you'd like to learn more about our Savior's Church or how to get involved, visit us online at OurSavior'sChurch.com. Let's jump into the message today. We're in a series called This Is Our Story. And we started by saying we have an identity crisis in America. We are, we are, we're ended up dividing ourselves by self-identifying, whether it be race, politics, sex, you just name it. Everybody's self-identifying. And I said to you, and I'm saying the New Iberia as well, you, you, who you are is not found in your future, but it's discovered in your past. And I want to talk to you about something. It's a word... Um, I'm going to just throw it out there and then I'll give the definition. Have you ever heard that word pilgrimage? When somebody's saying, I'm taking a pilgrimage. I, I never really understood that word. Uh, and, and in fact, I, I did some research on the definition of pilgrimage, which means I Googled it. <laughs> and here's, here's the definition, but it's, 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 it's true. Listen to the definition of a pilgrimage, and I'll talk about, because Heidi and I had the privilege to go on one. It's a sacred journey. A pilgrimage is a search for purpose, meaning, values, and identity. Let me say it again. A pilgrimage is a search. You go someplace of, his, of history to discover purpose, meaning, values, and identity. Heidi and I had the opportunity to go a few years ago to go to Israel, to go to, we've always wanted to go. You know, we wanted the Bible, the story, Jerusalem, go see all of it and have the privilege to go. And people have asked, what was it like? What was it like? And I said, the only word I could come up with was, it was a pilgrimage. You weren't going as a tourist. It was like you were connected to it and you belonged there. Can I, can I just declare something, New Iberia, Opelousas, can I declare something? I'm just, I'm going to say it because nothing happens until somebody says something. In the future, I'm believing this, y'all believe with me, that in the future, there will be sending at least one trip a year to the Holy Land and give everybody opportunity to go. Can we do that? A pilgrimage. So people ask, when we got back, people go, okay, what was your favorite thing? What'd y'all do? And, and here's the list. I mean, and, and this is not exhaustive, but these are the big ones. We, we went to Golgotha. We went to Calvary where the crucifixion took place. We went to the garden tomb where they believed that Jesus actually laid. Heidi and I got to walk inside and stand in it where the body laid. And I'm here to report, he's not there. <laughs> he is not there. And so... We sailed the Sea of Galilee. Heidi and I were baptized in the Jordan River. We stood in a synagogue, just discovered recently, in a synagogue where they said, this is, this is like we're 90% sure this is the synagogue that Jesus preached in and, and you got to stand from here to the edge of the stage to, of where Jesus stood and where Jesus preached. And I'm like, Give me some of that. <laughs> we prayed at the Welling Wall, spent an hour in the Garden of Gethsemane where Jesus prayed, drops of blood, 
before he going to the cross. We got, we got to sit in it and pray. The same olive trees are there. And you're going, this is trippy. We stood on the Mount of Olives where Jesus, when he returns, he will come from the, split the eastern sky and will land on the Mount of Olives. And we stood there and got our picture taken. It's trippy. And you go, well, what, was your favorite, what was your favorite thing? And it was weird because I didn't, wasn't expecting this. My favorite thing was we went to a place, a city called Hebron, which is Palestinian controlled, which means we took a bulletproof bus into Palestinian city and went to Hebron with gar armed guards, security with us. And went to a building probably about the size of this sanctuary. Jews can enter on one side. Palestinians and Arabs can enter on the other side. And in the middle is the tomb of a man by the name of Abraham. I want us to look at the story of Abraham so that you know who he is. Because it's part of your identity in who he is. Now, we, we started this off talking about Adam and Eve, didn't we? And we said, man, we all came from two people, scientists now. Science is catching up to religion going, hey, man, we, we think we came from two people. I told you that our genome structure, our DNA is 99.96, exactly the same. Which means we came from two people and that we're exactly the same. And what the culture wants to do is take the point zero four, the difference in us, and emphasize the difference instead of emphasizing the same and try to divide us. It's the way the enemy works. And so, and you go, well, what about that point zero? Why did, why did God do that? Because he likes, he likes variety. Wouldn't this place be boring if we were all the same? It would be. Just turn to your neighbor and say, what's up, cousin? Because y'all related. That's your bloodline. Everybody say, that's my bloodline. New Iberia, that's your bloodline. But we talked about the fall of Adam and Eve. Sin came into the world, the fall. We saw the redemption of, of God even killing an animal and covering them over their sin. We see the grace of the Lord. We walked all the way through Noah. And now we're getting down to one of the key figures and it's very important that you do understand because God wants to start a people inside of a people. He wants to build a nation inside of nations. And he's going to start with this guy named Abram or Abraham. When I read the story, it's going to say Abram, but God would later change his name to Abraham, which means father of nations. And he's going to begin as Abram, just a man. And I want to read, in fact, if I could zero in on one concept for you to understand today, it would be this word, covenant. It's a word that we've lost in our world today because we don't, we don't deal in covenants in our culture. We deal in contracts where you negotiate for your own best interest. But God is going to enter into a covenant with this man named Abram, and he wants to start a people. In, everybody say that with me. A people inside of people. 
Yeah, he's going to call him out to begin a brand new nation, and he's going to begin with a significant figure named Abraham. And I think that's why it messed me up when I visited there, because I went, wait a minute, I got Adam and Eve who started the bloodline, but Abraham is the one who started the spirit line. Now let's go to the book of Genesis, chapter 12, verses 1 through 4. We'll put some of this on the screen for you. You can follow along. Stay with me. And uh, I'm just going to keep it raw and real. The Lord had said to Abram, I want you to leave your, I want you to leave your native country. I want you to leave your relatives. And I want you to leave your father's family and go to the land that I will show you. So here's Abram. He gets a call from God. I, I just want to highlight those. I want you to leave your native country, your place of origin, I want you to leave your relatives, that's your cousins, and I want you to leave your daddy's family. Remember, he's going to be starting a nation, a people inside of a people. He, you're going to have to leave something. Can I just say something free for you right now? If you'll just, in order to get something new from God, you usually have to leave something. You have to leave from something to gain something with God. And he's going to say, I, I, I'm, going to, I'm going to want you to separate. It's going to be real hard to walk this Christian life when you're still hanging out with your old posse. You're going to have to leave some people in your life in order to gain some new things in your life or new people in your life. And he goes, I'm, and look what he promises. I'm going to make you a great nation. I'm going to bless you, make you famous, and you will be a blessing to others. I love that. I will bless those who bless you, and I will curse those who curse you. And who treat you with contempt, all the families on earth will be blessed through you. Whew, what a guy. Able to get up, leave. By the way, ladies, this is why all the Lord told Abram was to get up and go west. And he did. This is why, ladies, you can blame Abram. We never ask directions. <laughs> Did you see Sarah, his wife? Where are we going? I don't know. We'll get there. I got it. I, I, want, I want you to, I'm going to say this statement because I want you to hear it. Adam starts our bloodline, but Abram's going to start our spirit line. And I'm going to tell you, spirit is thicker than blood. I'm going to tell you, spirit is thicker than blood. My, my, my heritage is Native American. I'm a proud member of the Tunica Biloxi tribe in Marksville, Louisiana, Avoyles Parish, home of the Paragon Casino. <laughs> You're in church, no line. New Iberia, I can see you. How many of you have ever gone to Paragon Casino? Raise your hand. You lie. Oh, my gosh. Dear Lord Jesus. <laughs> Lord Jesus, please forgive us for we have sinned. Now, listen. For forgiveness of sin, it's 20% instead of 10 <laughs> on any gambling we were actually there one time. We were there one time. We were there because I'm from there. I'm, I can go there. That's my people. 
we were walking through to the buffet and a lady from our church comes up and goes, oh, Pastor Eugene, I'm so sorry. Oh my gosh, please forgive me. And I said, are you winning? She goes, I'm doing pretty good. I said, it's 20%. God bless you. I, I'm very proud of, in fact, I would just say to you, my, my, my dad's here, we came through, my, that's my father's line, that's the bloodline, that's my heritage, it is the bloodline, you can go there, there's, there's, a, there's a kind of a, a, a celebration heritage wall, my grandmother's on there, my great-grandmother, my great-grandfather's on there, probably the rest of them I'm related to somehow or the other, I, I, that, that's my bloodline. But when I was 19 years old, I gave my heart to Jesus and I started the spirit line. You see, my bloodline, no, 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 clap yet. My bloodline, my bloodline's got sexual abuse, physical abuse, drug addiction, alcohol addiction, heart disease. Most men, and my dad is a miracle, most men in, our, in, in, in this side of the family don't live past 55 but, but my father got born again. Did you hear? Born again and started the spirit line. Spirit is thicker than blood. God's saying to Abram, I'm going to start a new spiritual nation, a spiritual family with you. Who's your daddy? Abraham is your daddy. He's going to start it with him. Watch, watch this. Jesus, Jesus is going to identify this as well. New Testament. Here's Jesus. While Jesus, this is Matthew 12, 46 through 50. While Jesus was still talking to the crowd, his mother and brothers stood outside wanting to speak to him. Someone told him, your mother and brother is standing outside and they want to speak to you. And he replied to them, who is my mother and who are my brothers? Watch what he says. Pointing to his disciples, he said, here are my mother and my brothers. For whoever does the will of my father in heaven is my brother, my sister, and my mother. Spirit is thicker. Mary, Mary, Mary didn't believe who he was. She did not realize who he was yet. The brothers, they're not born again yet. They're not trusting in Jesus for their salvation. Here's the disciples following me. They're my brother. That's my mother. Spirit is thicker than blood. I, I like you. I have to fill out, whether it's a document or whatever, and it gets down to race, and you got to go, uh, are you white? Are you African-American? Are you Hispanic? Are you whatever, Latino, Hispanic? They ch they're always changing, the Hispanics are. Uh, what, what are you, Native American? I always check the Native American box. You go, why? Because man of God is not a box. And if man of God was a box, I'd check man of God before I'd check any of those others. It doesn't mean I'm not proud of my heritage. It just means I've been called to another nation. I'm a part of another people group. I'm a part of this spiritual family. And Abraham received the promise.
the father of many nations. We used to sing a, a song when we were in children's church. I don't know if any of y'all ever sang it. Remember you sing, Father Abraham had many sons, many sons had Father Abraham. Hey, I am one of them, and so are you. So let's just Okay. None of y'all need to be on the worship team. I just want to say that right now. No, no. No, no, no. See, listen, 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 listen. Your identity. I, I, wish, I wish today, I, I hope that this series is almost a pilgrimage for you to go, no, no, see, if I just go back to my, mother, my grandmother and my great-grandmother and my great-grandfather that's on the board... No, I have to go all the way back to where it all began. And God's saying to this man named Abram, I'm going to start a people inside of a people, a nation inside of nations. And I'm going to start with you, Abram. And there will those who bless you, I'll bless. Isn't that a great promise? That means if someone blesses me, I don't even have to bless them back because God said, no, 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 I'll bless them. If someone blesses you. And I like this part. If someone curses you, you don't have, some of y'all need to hear this. You don't curse them back. You just say, sick them, God. We were, we went to my, my nephew's basketball game on Friday night and we were, uh, William, my son was there, uh, Michael, my brother, you know, his son's playing, and, and uh, Dr. Ami was there, and we were cutting up. I mean, we were cutting up. You know how you do at a basketball game? I mean, we were just, we weren't yelling at the other team. We were just kind of making fun of the other team. Anyway, in Jesus' name, and, and we, we were there, and, and here's, here's what happened. There was 10 seconds left in the quarter. They had the ball. The other team did. There was 10 seconds left. And while there was, it was 10, we started going five, four, three, two. But there was really 10, nine, eight. So we were kind of deceiving the player. And he takes like this half-court shot with like five seconds left. And then we were like, well, yeah. And he, he hits an air ball. And we're like, yeah, we're high-fiving. Like we did something. Like we're playing. And a lady right in front of us, she was from the other team. And she turns around and goes, you're a horrible person, but I think you already knew that. I was like, she talking about William, she ain't talking about me. She said that. And something rises up inside of me. I know that wouldn't y'all, because y'all are holy. New Iberia, y'all wouldn't rise up. So y'all too holy in New Iberia. Something rose up inside of me. I go, I'm, I'm. <laughs> And I remembered the promise. And our guys were all great. They were like, whoa, hey, hey. Nobody said anything. Nothing said anything back. I was like, you curse us? God will curse you. Well, she came with a group of like three other men, three other men and a lady. And then a little bit later on, there was this, this a referee. Referee blew his whistle, runs over, talks to our coach. Our coach and the referee are pointing over at us. <laughs> We're like, us? We didn't say nothing. I said, William, did you say something? I didn't say nothing. 
and comes over and one of their dudes, he, 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 jumped, he jumped out on the court and yelled at the ref. And when he did, they walked over and they said, you right there, right there in the front, get out of here. Kicked him out. I said, you curse us, God will curse you. Isn't that a great promise? Don't, don't. Some of you need to buy into the promise. That promise is for you, his descendants. If someone curses you, don't curse back. You just go sick them, Jesus. He said, I'll curse them. Someone blesses you, he said, I'll bless. I got blessed the other day. I went to one of the coffee shops here, Java Square, go there, by the way. I went in there and they said, oh, Pastor, you, today it's on the house. I went, Jehovah Jireh. Don't hate. And I said, and I, t- I took out some money, and they go, no, 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 it's on the house. I said, well, thank you for blessing me. I received that. But the scripture says I'm blessed to be a blessing. So here's $5. Whoever walks in that door next, then bless them too. Because you just blessed me, so now I can be a blessing. Blessing isn't for you. That's what he's telling Abram. I'm going to bless you so that you could be a blessing to nation. By the way, that's, you, that's your promise. Some of you are going, well, I ain't got the blessing. No, you, you, because you want it. Maybe it's God wants to get it through you, but if he can't get it through you, then he won't get it to you. I'm your friend. Watch this. He's going to go on. God's going to reconfirm the, he's, Abram's like us. This is the cool part. He's like us. We're just one chapter later, and God's got to come back and reaffirm. He's got to say it again. Hey, Abram, listen. We get all the way to Genesis 13. I'm going to start a people with you, Abram. 13, verse 14. After Lot had gone, the Lord said to Abram, look as far as you can see in every direction, north, south, east, west, I'm giving all this land as far as you can see to you and your descendants as a permanent possession. And I will give you so many descendants that like the, say it with me, dust of the earth, they cannot be counted. I'm going to start a nation with you. I'm going to start a people with you. And one day there will be so many of them. Look at the dust. It can't be counted. Heidi and I, again, we've been to Israel. It's a desert, arid, climate, geography. But it's not, it's not dust, like dust dust. It, it's like little pebbles. It's like sand, like little sand. It's, it's sandy, pebbles. Everybody say sand. It's important. He's going to tell him one day, just look down. Look down. No, not right now. Just look down, sand. Just, it, it, the sand will remind you of the promises of God. Sometimes we needed to be reminded. And, and I'm, gonna, I'm gonna jump up, uh, then, 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 that's 13. And, and then 14, 14, chapter 14 is actually free, but Jesus is actually going to show up on the scene again in 14. Jesus? I thought he was Old Testament. Watch this. In verse 18 through 20, and Melchizedek, the king of Salem, 
and a priest. A king and a a priest and a yeah, see, no one, no one carried those two offices but Melchizedek. A- Abram went and captured, had to go, and, and, and some kings came against Lot, his nephew, and, and, and conquered a bunch of people, and Abram went and rescued them, and Melchizedek's one, one of the ones that he rescued. And so this king and priest of God, Most High, brought Abram some bread and wine, and Melchizedek blessed Abram with a blessing. Blessed be Abram by God most high, creator of heavens and earth, and be blessed be, uh, by God most high, who has defeated your, the enemies for you. Later in the New Testament, when it's talking about Jesus, it says he's the priest and king like Melchizedek in the Old Testament. So the king shows up and says, Abram, I bless you. And look what Abram does. Then Abram gave Melchizedek a tenth of all of his goods because he's blessed to be a blessing. That's your promise too. Some people give to get. I'm just letting that sink in for a minute. It'll take just a little bit longer. No, no, he said, no, no, I, 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 Heidi, Heidi and I don't support the work of God so that we can receive. No, I'm blessed. He blessed first. I'm not waiting for blessing. I'm already blessed. And because I'm blessed, I want to be a, uh, some of you are going to get it today. I hope today. Today's your day. Just receive that in Jesus' name. But watch this. Like Abram, like us. The promise rolls on. He's, he still hasn't seen an heir. H- have you ever got a promise from God and it's taken a while? Yeah. Don't you wish he would give you all the details of how it's going to play out? He just kind of tells you, here's the promise. And you go, and? No, that's it. How long will it take? When will we get there? How long will it be before I see this promise from the Lord? He's telling him, you're going to be a great nation. There's only one problem. He's already 75 when this starts. 15 years have already gone by by the time we get to chapter 14. And then we're going to get all the way till he's 99. And he ain't got no baby. This is pre-medication. Did y'all get that new Iberia? Did y'all get that? And we get to chapter 15. Watch this. Sometime later, the Lord spoke to Abram in a vision and said to him, Do not be afraid, Abram, for I will protect you and your reward will be great. I can can hear Abram going, I know. In chapter 13, you told me I would be a great nation. Whoever blesses me. And then chapter 14, you told me again, sand. Many is the descendants of the deal. Here we are. We're all the way now to chapter 15. And you're telling me again. And Abraham replied, oh, sovereign Lord, what good are all your blessings when I don't even have a son? Since you've given me no children, Eliezer. Quit acting like y'all know how to pronounce all these Bible names. 
E of Damascus, <laughs> a servant in my household will inherit my wealth. By the way, did you know the reason why God even chose Abram? His daddy's a pagan. We, we think Abram might have been pagan before he got the call. But here's what the scripture says. He led his household well. In other words, he was a good daddy. Well, how can he be a good daddy? He ain't got no kids. How many of you, if you didn't have kids, you'd be a good daddy too? If I didn't have kids, I would be an awesome father. You know what I think it was? He treated his employees like his family. He, he said, Eliezer here is going to get all my wealth. That, that's, my, that's my number one employee. By the way, that is a principle in the kingdom. A principle in the kingdom is, will you be faithful with something that doesn't belong to you? And if you're faithful with something that doesn't belong to you, then maybe God will one day give you more than something that does belong to you if you're faithful with somebody else. So you're here and you're an employee going, no, treat it like it's yours. And if you treat it like it's yours, then one day God will give you yours because you were faithful. Watch David killed a bear, killed a lion. It wasn't even his sheep. Let me tell you something. I'll be honest. If I'm a rent-a-shepherd and a lion gets one of your sheep, I'm like, bye. No, no, he goes after it like it's his own. And God says, because of that, I see. And we see, here's, you got Abram doing the same thing. Watch this, watch this. You've, you've given me no descendants of my own, so one of my servants will be my heir. Then the Lord said to him, no, Victor, come help me. Then the Lord said to him, no, your servant will not be your heir, for you're going to have a son of your own who will be your heir. Then the Lord took Abram outside and said to him, look up into the sky and count the stars if you can. That's how many descendants you're going to have. Remember the last time, 14, chapter 14. Or 13, chapter 13. Look down, sand. Chapter 15, look up. Look down. Look, by the way, Abram never preaches a sermon, he never prophesies, Abram never does a miracle. There, there's no miracle like, oh, here's the dead. Oh, God, touch them. Boom, they come back. He never does a miracle. Watch this, watch this. Look up into the sky, count the stars, if you can. That's how many descendants you're going to have. Watch verse six. This is key right here. Lean in. And Abram believed the Lord and the Lord counted him as righteous because of his works. His faith. Okay, stay, keep that verse right there. Abram believed the Lord. Look right here, because I love you. 
can, can I just keep it real? I think the question is not, do you believe in God? Because if I did a poll in the room, unless you're an atheist, and we welcome you. No, I'm serious. Welcome. Unless you're an agnostic, which means I'm not sure. I don't know. You're confused. Is there a God? Or is there? I don't know. I haven't made up my mind yet. If I did a poll today and said, do you believe in God? 99.96. Absolutely, Pastor Eugene. I wouldn't be here today if I didn't believe in God. But that's not the question. The question is not, do you believe in God? The question is, do you believe God? Do you believe him? Do you believe him when he says, no, sand, stars. I want a people for myself. I'm going to bring a people together that will be people inside of a people. A nation inside of nations. I'm calling them out. Did you know that First Peter is going to describe us this way? A, 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 a holy, a royal priesthood. A chosen generation. I love what King James calls us. A peculiar people. You know what peculiar means, right? Well, you different. Something different about you, a peculiar people. And then it says, set apart to declare the praises of our God or to show the goodness of God. Heidi was right in her pre-message. Pre, pre We're gathered. We, 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 come, we come from out there to gather in here to represent a new people. Who are my people? Who's my people? He who does the will of the Lord. Because if Jesus, if you've been born again, that makes you, I'm not talking about blood now. I'm talking about spirit. And spirit is thicker than blood. My, my, my daddy's here. My, my daddy's my daddy. By the blood, but by the spirit. He's my brother because he's born again. And now we're brothers, and that's thicker than the, than the blood. I, I'm, I'm more loyal to the Spirit than I am to the blood. Are you tracking with me? A people inside of a people. Watch this. This is so cool. Verse 7. Abram believed the Lord. Verse 6. Believed the Lord. And God said... That's righteous. Faith believed the Lord. He believed God. Verse 7, then the Lord told him, I'm the Lord who brought you out of Ur, out of the Chaldeans, to give you this land as a possession. But Abram replied, O, so o sovereign Lord, how can I be sure? <laughs> Sand, stars, verse 12. Bless you, bless, curse, curse, Melchizedek, how, but how many of you have ever just went like this with God? I love Abram, because he acts like us. Uh, okay, yeah, okay, one more thing, Lord. but how can I be, 
How can I be sure that I'll actually possess it? And then the Lord, the Lord told him, right? I'm going to go down to verse 9. I, I want you to bring me a three-year-old heifer, a three-year-old female goat, a three-year-old ram, a turtle dove. I don't even know what a turtle dove is. A turtle dove and a young pigeon. And Abram presented all these to him, and he killed them. And he cut each animal down the middle and laid the halves side by side. But he did not, however, cut the birds in half. Some vultures swooped down to eat the carcasses, but Abram chased them away. You go, Pastor, you, what is going on here? This is weird. Let me, give you, let me give you Old Testament covenant. No contract, covenant. So in the Old Testament, if, if uh, and the closest thing, by the way, that we have to covenant that we would practice today when we talk about covenant would be a marriage covenant, a marriage. Like, I don't know, I've married many of you here. You stood before me, I represent God. I'm not God, but I represent him in the ceremony. And the husband and the wife stand across from each other and they're gonna say something like this, sickness or in health, richer for poor till death do us part. A covenant. Well, in the Old Testament, they would cut a calf from the head to the tail, cut it in half, drop the two halves. And then the two that would enter into the covenant would do a figure eight through the calf. And while they're walking through it, they would state the covenant over and over again, and each one would state the covenant that they were entering into. Richer, poor, sickness, health, till death do us part. And if either one of us breaks this covenant, may it be unto us just as this sacrifice. They'd walk in and out. They were entered into a business covenant. We'll share the profits 50-50. If I cheat you, may this happen to me just as is this calf. To death. Over and over. Now, now the soundtrack changes just for a second. Watch. He, he's going to let Abram in on the future a little bit. So the soundtrack goes from like what Victor's playing now to Bana, Bana. Watch what happens. As the sun goes down, Abram fell into a deep sleep and terrifying darkness came over him. Then the Lord said to Abram, you can be sure that your descendants will be strangers in a foreign land where they will be oppressed as slaves for 400 years. But I will punish the nation that enslaves them. And in the end, they will come away with great wealth. As for you, you will die in peace and be buried at a ripe old age. After four generations, your descendants will return here to this land. For the sins of the Amorites do not yet warrant their destruction. And after the sun went down and darkness fell, this is important. Abram saw a smoking fire pot. Huh? A smoking fire pot and a flaming torch pass between the halves of the carcasses. 
What was that again? Smoking fire pot and a flaming torch pass through the carcasses. Does Abram pass through the carcasses? God's entering into a covenant with Abram, but Abram doesn't participate in the figure eight walking of the promises. We just get a fire pot smoking and a flaming torch. Smoking, fire pot, one. The other is a flaming torch. Well, one of those got to represent God. Who's the other represent? Flaming torch. I love what John the Revelator says in the book of Revelation when he gets a vision of Jesus, the Son of Man, walking, the Son of God, walking through the seven churches, the book of Revelation. And here's the way he describes him His feet look like they were on fire. Is it possible? Abram can't enter into the covenant with God because Abraham can't keep the covenant with God. So the son, Jesus, has to enter in to the covenant with God because he's going to have to stand to cover his indiscretions in the future and yours in the future. Jesus said, I'm gonna walk through the carcasses and I'll fulfill the covenant that Eugene can't keep because he's not a perfect man. He's gonna fall short. All have sinned and fallen short. None of us can enter into the covenant with God. God enters into the covenant with his son who will fulfill the covenant. That's why we, there are, we are the descendants of Abraham, not because of any work we've done, because of what the son Jesus done by entering into the covenant with God. And God never, never lies. You ought to give God praise for all that. That's your story. Who's your daddy? Abraham. Who's your daddy? Abraham. He believed God. Look at me. You can believe God. I didn't not believe in God. Believe God. So when you walk out from Opelousas, Ville Platte, Arnoldville, Sunset, and Gregato. Caracrow, Upper Lafayette, Lower Opelousas. Same thing. New Iberia. Where, where, you, you're leaving a culture. Victor said this to me. Did I, I forgot to tell him. Vic goes, they pass Eugene. You used to say this all the time. You, you don't say it anymore. And I said, what, what did I used to say? And he said, you used to say, hey, we're not, we're not trying to change the culture. God's asked us to come in and create a brand new culture. 
this is a brand new culture. It's like, you know, I got my, my people. Who are my people? Who's my people? My people is the one who does the purposes of the Lord. Spirit is thicker than blood. Watch it. I, I, want, I want to encourage you today. Because I'm going to give you the invitation into this family, into this nation, into this people inside of a people. Doesn't mean you're not proud of your heritage. I'm proud of the Native Americans. Every time I hear the Atlanta Braves go, oh, I do it too. Some of you will get that later. Florida State, uh, I join in. It's all cool. doesn't offend me. This invitation into this family, into this, he's telling them, look, and if you'll enter in, whoever blesses you, I'll bless. Whoever curses you, I'll curse. You'll be a part. The same covenant belongs to us. Man, I, 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 don't, want, I don't want the... The divorce, the drug addiction, the bloodline. Join, I got born again, joined the spirit line where peace, joy, kindness, grace, the blessing. The curse will last for four generations, but it said the blessing will last for a thousand generations to start the blessing. Anybody track with me? Let me encourage you today. Listen to me. Watch this. I love this. Watch, watch what. I'm going to go to Jesus, right? When in doubt, go to Jesus. Luke chapter 13, verse 10. Watch, watch what happens. One Sabbath day, as Jesus was teaching in a synagogue, he saw a woman who had been crippled by an evil spirit. Watch, read the yellow. She had been bent double for 18 years, was able to, unable to stand up straight. So you get the picture, right? She just, she's crippled. Jesus looking down, can't stand up straight. Just hang tight. I'm going, I know the, the small group leaders have to just be dismissed. Stay with me. Don't, don't even look at them. Just pretend they're not there. Watch this. She had been bent double for 18 years, was unable to stand up straight. When Jesus saw her, he called her over and said, Dear woman, you are healed of your sickness. Then he touched her, and instantly she could stand straight. And oh, how she praised God. But the leader in charge of the synagogue was indignant that Jesus had healed her on the Sabbath day. There are six days of the week for, for working, he said to the crowd. Come on those days to be healed. Don't come on the Sabbath. But the Lord replied, I love Jesus. Yeah, don't get those pictures of Jesus where he's like all meek and mild like a little child. That's not him. He was a carpenter. Watch this. But the Lord replied, you hypocrites, each of you work on the Sabbath day. Don't you untie your ox or your donkey from its stall on the Sabbath and lead it out for water? This dear woman, say it with me, a daughter. Listen, Jesus knows exactly what he's doing. You are a daughter of Abraham. He is connecting her to her past. Because her identity and her purpose is not found in the future. It's discovered in your history. Listen to me, daughter of Abraham. Listen, daughter of Abraham, he says, has been released even on the Sabbath. And this shame the enemies. Look at look, everybody, look right here. Because I know there's, there's, two, there's two groups of people here and you're one of them. You either walked in today like this 
with the cares of the world. And half of you walked in like this. I will bless the Lord at all times because he good. <laughs> Can I tell you something? If you walked in like this, it'll change. You'll, you'll stand up one day and you'll go, I will bless the Lord. And if you're like this today, can I tell you something? Life's going to throw you a curveball and you're going to walk in like this one day. Good thing we don't all walk in like this. The Lord is kind to us and he lets half of us walk in like this and the other half walk in like this. So if you're like this, you can encourage the ones that are like this. And then when you get like this, the other guy beside you is going to go down and you can encourage him. It's part of being a family. Here's what I want you to see. When you're like this, sand. Promises of God. I see the promises of God. I see the promises of God. I've never seen the righteous forsaken or a seed begging for bread. I see the promises of God. I am the head and not the tail. I am not... I see the promises of God. And if you're like this, you see the promises of God. Wherever you look, you should see the promises of God. You are part of a new nation, a new people, set apart to declare the praises of our God. Are you hearing me this morning? That's who you are. No, you're a red man. I ain't no red man. By my bloodline, I am. But by my spirit line, I'm an overcomer. <laughs> I'm victorious. Mercies of the Lord are brand new every morning. The only reason why I check the Native American box is because they don't have Christian or man of God box on there. I got a different line. I've been born again. Look at me. Daughter of Abraham. son of Abraham all he did was believe God could you just believe God just believe him I want you to stand to your feet today because I want you to close your eyes and lift your hand because there's a promise you've been hanging on to and you've been looking at sand would you lift your hands to the Lord? No one's moving. This is a real important time. You've just been looking at sand. And you thought it was just sand. No, it's not just sand. It's the promises. To remind you of the promises of God. And I want you to look up now. And I want you to see the stars in the sky. And they just remind you of the promises of God. When will it happen, Pastor? I don't know. There's still some promises Heidi and I are hanging on for. Hanging on. Sometimes we're looking at sand and sometimes we're looking at stars. But it still reminds us of how good and faithful he is. And so I'm going to give him praise whether it's sand or it's stars. Because his promises are yes and amen. What, 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 what if you mess it up? I can't walk in that covenant. Jesus already walked through the carcasses for me because I couldn't do it anyway. So I just trust him. So just trust him. Thank you, Jesus. 
Father, I pray over our new Iberia church and over the church here in Opelousas. Lord, would you remind us by your Holy Spirit of your precious promises. Thank you that they're all yes and amen. I know there are mamas and daddies here standing for their children to be saved. I know there are mamas and daddies here praying for their children not to divorce. Marriage is here praying for God and intervention. And Father, may they see sand and stars, the promises of the Lord. Father, I ask right now, healing in bodies right now the the doctor's reports you've got them and then you're going what am i going to do with this father show them sand and stars and lord we step inside of this nation this people we're proud to be your people thank you for abraham and sarah showing us that you don't have to be perfect perfect you just gotta believe and obey the lord so father would you help us would you increase our faith i ask that the supernatural deposit the gift of faith would rest upon your people and lord that you would use us mightily to build a culture inside of a culture a nation inside of a nation a people inside of a people that would declare the goodness of our god so we receive that today in jesus name with every head bowed new iberia i'm going to turn it over to you now but we're going to lead those who want to join this nation Maybe you're here today and you go, how do you get in? How can I become part of the people? There's only one way. Jesus said, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. And no man comes to the Father except through me. No one joins his family unless you walk through him. It's not a belief in God. It's putting your faith and trust in the work that Jesus did. He walked between the carcasses and gave his life on a cross to justify me and you so that we could have forgiveness of sin. Jesus called it being born again. How do you do it? You admit that you're a sinner. You got to admit it. We've all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. B, believe that Jesus came to be the sin bearer, the penalty payer, to pay our debt of sin. And then C, confess him as Lord, which just means make him the boss. And we're gonna do it his way, follow his will, do what his word says to do. We're gonna believe. And if that's you today, I'd like to pray with you, say, Pastor, you, today I'd like to be born again. I wanna be a part of this nation, this royal priesthood, a holy nation set apart to declare the praises of our God. That's me. Today, I want to pray with you. No one's looking but me. Would you just lift your hand up all over this building? Christians pray and say, I want to be born again today. Today's my day. I see your hand, sir. I see your hand all over the building. Congregation, let's add our voice with theirs. This, this prayer doesn't save you. It's your faith believing in, believe God, believe God with your heart. Say, dear Lord Jesus, I believe you're the son of God. I believe that on the cross, you took my sin, my shame, and my guilt, and you died for it. I believe you faced hell for me, so I wouldn't have to go. And you gave me a place in heaven, purpose on earth, and a relationship with the Father. So today, Lord Jesus, I turn from my sin. I repent of my sin. Please forgive me. So I t uh, God is my Father. Jesus is my Savior. The Holy Spirit is my helper. And heaven is my home. In Jesus' name, 
Amen. Amen. Let's give God all the praise for that.